Hello there, and welcome to another very special edition of Behind the Bench with Neil Francis. This week, we have decided to get another special team together. So you're going to be in the company of all, or the majority of, the 2014-2015 Challenge Cup winning team. I am Gareth Hewish, alongside Mr. John Donovan, and of course, a man on our marquee, Mr. Neil Francis. Neil, how are you, sir? I'm very good, guys. I'm very good. Uh, yeah, this is a special edition, like you said. It's the um, it's the one that really kicked it all off, isn't it? It uh, you know th- this first year team was special. We know that they're still talked about, and quite rightly so. Um, and the, the the overwhelming thing for me is if this team didn't bring back a trophy, it would have been a, a fantastic year because of where we'd come from, but we'd still be also rounds. This is the one that starts, started us off as legitimate contenders and got us into that sort of winning habit. Yes, um, it's really interesting to feel the, the atmosphere of the two team ones that we've done. Um, this team also gives off very similar vibes to that 1990 team. It's clear that uh, there's a bond there for life. I always find that very special to, to kind of take a peek into. Yeah, it's something that I've talked about with a few ex-teammates and uh, you can have great teams, you can have great teammates and you can have all those things, but it is the teams that win something, there is that extra bit and it's so hard to describe, but it is there for life and, you know, it's that, like you say, a bond that you've got, um, that you achieve something together that can never be taken away and it just... Yeah, it, it, it just does cement that extra little bit of something special between the group and, you know, the, the vibe coming off that lot. It was absolutely fantastic to see, just like it was with the, uh, the Wembley winners, um, you know, that, that we did previously from all those years ago. Um, yeah, j- just something really special. So join us as we now uh, take a uh, journey through the 2014-2015 Challenge Cup victory with the guys who made it all possible. Here they are. Hello, and welcome here to Behind the Bench with Neil Francis. And uh, we are absolutely delighted to have the Challenge Cup winning 2014-2015 roster (laughs) with us today to highlight through the ups and downs of the season and also talk us through that big cup final that Dells fans have remembered for so long. So we have here today, number two, Carl Hudson. Hello. Um, apologies from number eight, Matthew Myers, but we've got number 16, Chris Jones. Number 17, Mark Richardson. Hello. Number 18, Brent Walton. Sir. Number 21, Luke Piggott. Hello. Number 22, the captain, Tyson Maher. Well, <laughs> Number 24, Andrew Hoffman. Oh, hey, guys. I thought I was Luke Piggott. <laughs> <laughs> Number 27, Joey Adad. Guys. Number 33, Ben Bounds. Howdy. <laughs> uh, apologies from number 39, Mark Tatanen, but we do have number 41, Josh Batch. Yeah. Number 43, Mike Will. What's good? 
<laughs> Number 47, Jake Morissette. Hello. Number 57, Chris Culligan. Hey, guys. Number 71, the coach, Andrew Lord. Number 74, <clears throat> Trevor Hendricks. Hey, guys. Apologies from number 80, Jesse Mitchin. Number 88, Joey Martin. Hey. And apologies again from number 93, Doug Clarkson, who uh, unfortunately couldn't make it today. So, guys, we're going to start with, uh, sort of go back to the beginning of this season. And uh, we'll start with uh, you, sir, Mr. Todd Kelman, as you were here as well, <laughs> along with the team. And uh, Todd, can you just give us a little bit of a background into how this team was built? There was only, I think, six weeks uh, before uh, in which to... Uh, get these bunch of guys together uh, how uh, difficult was that for you i'm just i'm loving the uh the virtual backgrounds right now <laughs> i can't even i can't even lecture guys anymore about this stuff but um this season uh i think i think a lot of guys would probably that are still around or were around for more than one year would list uh probably one of the funnest teams we ever had um, I always had a, a special a spot in my heart for this first group, uh, the success we had with the Challenge Cup win. Um, just from start to finish, like we threw, we threw the team together in like six weeks. I, I was in Belfast on, still doing double duty between Cardiff and Belfast in July, like the start of July. Lordo and Franny basically put the team together in less than six weeks. And uh, you, you think you're going to hit a couple home runs and probably have a few that that you mess up on when you don't have much time to recruit like that. And we, I mean, I don't know if we, I don't know if you could put a better, better group of guys together in, in six weeks, let alone a whole summer. It was uh, one of the, one of the best groups I've ever worked with. Definitely one of my favorite memories in Cardiff. And this team was something special from the, from the very start. Um, I, you know, I was thinking of the, the preseason game. We, I think we ran the goalie in preseason. I think there was about four fights against my old team Belfast when we played them in preseason and just rolled from there. And, and no one probably thought we would have done much that year. And uh, I would still list the Challenge Cup uh, that year as my favorite trophy we've ever, ever won with the Devils, by far. Lodo, we're going to come to you uh, now. Uh, you're known for your detail and you're known for the research that you uh, put into the, the rosters you build. But with such a short time, uh, is it a miracle that you managed to get such a great team? Probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we got lucky for sure. I mean, I think Franny uh, really showed me the ropes. I was so fortunate to, to have his help. And we, we just went at it. It was, it, was, uh, it was wild. We were, I mean, I think I was back home in Canada, so the time changed as well. And um, we were just going at it, and Todd was helping uh, – on the other side of things and yeah i mean we got everyone in and then i mean we didn't start all that well we like we had that that, that I, I remember winning that preseason game against belfast it was you know that was a big win for us first home game i think uh i think belfast and i were celebrating so hard but um then uh we didn't start that great i think we we're maybe seventh or eighth maybe a month in but uh we kept building and i mean the boys just uh I mean, these guys really played hard for each other every game, and they had a ton of fun. And it was, uh, you know, it was a little different than it is now. After a game, we, we might lose 5-1, but no one cared. They were just happy at hockey, so it was um, a little less pressure. But uh, I think we, we rose the, the occasion. I was happy we obviously got the, uh, the Challenge Cup win there too. So 
lot of fun, fun memories, and it's cool seeing uh, most of these guys on the screen here, other than maybe Hoff, but uh, <laughs> it's cool seeing, it reminds you just how good we were. Like, we, like, look at these guys. It's a great team and um, even better group of, uh, group of guys. So really proud of what we achieved. A lot of new faces came in this year, but there were a, a few guys who had played in Cardiff before. One of them, uh, Tyson Marsh, um, you had had a couple of seasons in Cardiff prior to this, but you were given the captaincy uh, for this year. Uh, just how much of an honour was, uh, was that to have the C? And uh, we understand you might have had a few uh, reservations about taking that on to begin with. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that just uh, was because of the year before, the crap show that we had the season before and what Mac Faulkner had to go through as the captain. He basically held the team together. He was sharpening skates. He was doing everything. I'm not even joking. Um, so that year coming in, you know, I, I wasn't expecting it to be as as great as it was. You know, I had I had very low expectations from the year before and how the organization was going to be run. And and my I was I was blown away at the start of the year and how well um, Todd and Lordo and Franny had everything going and. But also I was, you know, I was, my wife was pregnant. I was going to be going to school that year. I was thinking, I don't need to have the captaincy. I just want to play hockey and get out of here. And then once I got there, I thought, wow, this is, this is going to be a pretty good team. This is a great group of guys. And let's, uh, let's go at it. So, so Marsha, you were, uh, you were the first one brought into the circle of trust, weren't you? Because uh, I was actually yeah. helping you out, wasn't I? Look, look for other teams in the summer until the whole, the whole thing Looked like it was going to go ahead. There was no way in hell I was coming back to Cardiff, if you would have asked me (laughs) in like June. Yeah. Um, I was was trying to go somewhere else for sure. Yeah. Franny kept saying, yeah, sorry. Franny Franny kept saying, I've got, I've got, I've got something big in the works. I think, I think you're going to want to come back. I got something big. And he kept just saying, I got something big. I'm like, eventually I'm like, you have to tell me what the hell this is because I'm not just going to just to the sign until you tell me what's going on. So that's finally when I heard what was all happening. Yeah, and, th- and that was before the deal was actually signed, but we didn't, we didn't have those extra couple of days to, to get it signed. So Marshy was brought into the circle of trust that, uh, that Todd was coming across, that there was new ownership, that Lordo was player coach, and, uh, and that we wanted him in as captain. Yeah, that's pretty much how it went. I still remember where I was sitting. And- lobby of my condo at the time <laughs> getting getting so frustrated because i had another deal like ready to sign but franny's like no don't sign it i got something big i got something big <laughs> but you knew Lorda was going to coach and you still signed here <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that was a detail yet actually yeah, when i came in later and Marushi, just for that faulkner sharpening skates I went there this year. Nothing's changed. It's just now it's the backup goalie sharpening. You got to have some of that, though. That just makes it interesting. (laughs) Andrew Hotham, you were the last player to be signed on this roster. did you know many of the guys coming in? Did you have a sense of how competitive this roster could be when you uh, agreed to come over to Cardiff? Um, I don't even remember who was on our team. <laughs> um, no, I just remember I I wanted to, to do some school and um, 
yeah, it happened really late in the summer, so I wasn't sure what was really going on. Signed there, don't think I really knew anyone. Played against a few guys, but uh, never with anyone. So I didn't know anybody. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, uh, well, I still talk to most of you guys now, other than Carl, but. <laughs> Although I did name my son after him, but that's another story. <laughs> We understand from uh, talking to Joey, your dad, uh, recently that there was a, uh, a bus trip that all of you guys uh, first met uh, from the trip from the airport. Uh, Mr. Brent Walton, we understand that you're uh, quite the social butterfly. Have you got any stories of that first uh, bus trip that brought all you guys to the big blue tent for the first time? I don't think I really have any stories from that trip other than with Colby was little. I remember that. And we got the car seat buckled into the bus and we all just passed out. And then I woke up to see the beautiful big blue tent. And I thought, where the hell are we? <laughs> uh, but actually, that was my favorite arena I've ever played in. Um, it didn't look like much from the outside, but it was magical on the inside. Just had to get to know her. <laughs> just trying to think who were the, the players who would have seen that big blue tent for the first time uh trevor Hendricks, you you are your first impression of uh, your new home i i mean i pretty much thought the same as everybody else really i mean it was a tent um you know i i thought it was really cool it was right by the water but i remember the way that we took coming into the to Cardiff, we went through like we're seeing like horses tied up in the middle of the like street and like you know the big steelworks there, and I was thinking, where the hell am I? Like, what am I doing? Um, but you know, the rink. I mean, obviously, it was what it was, and but I think that first game that we had there, I think everybody thought, wow, this is a pretty pretty special place, and and you know, with the way the fans were, and um, when we were playing well, it was a really fun uh, fun rink to play in. Not the best looking, but <laughs> not the best showers either. But that's <laughs> <laughs> showers were great. Yeah, but you put cup holders in there, then they were good. <laughs> the beer holders. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Mr. Mark Richardson, you uh, had played for a, a number of years on the Cardiff Devils uh, roster uh, through a host of different ownership and uh, coaches. Um, just how quickly did you realize that this new regime was, was the real deal and this really was a new dawn for the club? Uh, I mean, straight away, I think. Uh, obviously, I was kind of in a bit of a situation where I wasn't sure what I was going to do that, that season. And um, Franny was kind of just telling me, just, just hold on, wait. And again, I didn't know... Uh, really what I was waiting for. So when, when I found out, um, you know, obviously I, I, I understood that things were going to be a lot better going forward. And uh, but I don't think any of us really knew how good they were going to be. And, um, you know, this this season with this group of guys really, really kicked that off. And, um, and obviously we've had many great seasons from there. And if this had gone the other way, there'd have been a lot of pissed off people, wouldn't there? You might to wait. <laughs> I was just about to say, Josh Battery, you in the same uh, boat there? Were you on uh, Franny's waiting list? 
Yeah, I think um, there's a bit of uncertainty around, obviously, the way the season before ended. There was um, a few red flags and a lot of sort of questions in the air. So, um, yeah, I think it was just a case of kind of seeing what happened. And luckily, we what happened happened and uh, we ended up in a better place. And um, we were just part of this, just the start of it. And it, obviously, it kept turning into something great. So the season begins, and uh, as uh, Laura pointed out, guess first of all, uh, Bounzy, do you remember the phone call I gave you? I think you're on holiday. <laughs> yeah, you had already you had already sort of committed to the Devils, hadn't you, under the previous ownership? And yeah. I had to give you a call on holiday. Yeah, I, th- I just thought when I signed, I thought, well, it can't be any worse than what it were in Hull. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, I just come into another version of what I'd already been in. But yeah, we're, uh, my mum sent me a text saying. Uh, Toddy had took over, and uh, I think, oh crap, maybe I'm out of a job. He probably thinks I'm crap. Um, and that was back before, back before you got free internet on holiday. And I think you sent me a <laughs> Facebook message. So I spent the whole day at the beach with no internet, uh, just like in a little ball, expecting not to have a job when I got back to my apartment. And then obviously you, you rang me and said, "Don't worry." Sounds like did you bring your translator? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Rich is down there at the bottom. <laughs> Subtitles would be nice. <laughs> or English, Marshy. Oh, man. So, uh, as uh, Lorda pointed out, the, the season did uh, start off a little bit bumpy, um, but it soon picked up, and uh, that was in a, a big part down to the combination of Lord Martin and Morissette as a line that really started to catch fire. Um, we'll come to you, Jake, and uh, kind of ask what, you know, where did that chemistry come from? Is it just one of those uh, intangible things that you can't really plan for? Yeah, I think it's just one of those things where we just kind of gelled right away. Um, obviously, Marty's a really talented player, really smart, really fun to play with. Laura really hard nose, and it just kind of just, just kind of fit well together right away. I don't know. We just kind of found some success. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. And when the coach is on your line, you get a lot out of these times. Yeah. <laughs> Great matchups too, eh, Wally? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hoth and Richie, every shift. Zipping it up there. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Wally? Uh, no, <laughs> I didn't mind the ribs either. <laughs> Joe, are you in agreement there? Do you know why that line works so well? Um, I think kind of, as Mo just said, we all kind of brought different things to the to the table there. And I think once we kind of, I mean, Florida and Mo played in that BBT, obviously the year before, but it kind of took me a little bit to get used to. I thought it was so fun. Didn't have to skate as much. A lot of scoring chances. So I think we benefited from that. Then I thought it was a bit of an adjustment going to like away rinks, like Sheffield on the big ice. I think that was a bit of a, I don't know, it kind of took a little bit to get used to going back and forth from the small ice, the big ice. And I think uh, sometimes Lordo and the BBT would, would draw the spray paint the lines to try to mimic the ozone at uh, some away rinks. <laughs> I think Hawks really enjoyed that. <laughs> Does Hoth know he's muted? <laughs> Way to go, Hoth. <laughs> I did not know 
that. <laughs> Marty, don't pretend like you didn't know your strategy with Mo. I, I was thinking Pass between each other and keep it away from Lardo as long as possible. <laughs> Lardo, was it a tough coaching call to make yourself first line forward? Absolutely not. <laughs> Believe it or not, we were penciled down as a second line, but uh, a few few guys like Joe Haddad and others were more of a want to be more like role players that year. So <laughs> get out of the way. But uh, Dad, he's a role player, and you're a star winger. <laughs> Surprised we won anything. Want to play to your strengths, huh? <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Always it was fun. So we're going to stick mainly on the cup run uh, for this particular episode. And uh, in the quarterfinals, it was the Belfast Giants. Uh, Todd Kelman, were you happy to get this sort of big occasion against your old club out of the way pretty early in the season? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's it's always, even now, like six years later, it's whenever we play Belfast, I kind of, I don't know. I, I always want to kick the shit out of them. <laughs> uh, but uh i mean it's it's going to be like that for a long time i think um and and same same with them to us but uh yeah it was it was nice to 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 take it to them in that quarterfinal i remember that pretty well um and, uh, i was pretty happy about that so um we we got we were going to be here a long time if we if we're going through the whole thing i'm no. telling you <laughs> we got to get we got to get to the 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 game and we got to get to the reason why we lost the league that year. <laughs> well, we got to, can't go past the semi-final without talking to Chris Kelligan uh, about his goal uh, that goes around the world, goes viral, uh, pulling uh, Brian Stewart right out of his net and uh, putting that puck in. Chris, uh, unbelievable goal. Have you ever scored a better one? Uh, I don't know. I just, that, to me, it wasn't like a skill goal or anything. It was just not giving up on the puck. So, um, I don't think skill-wise, it was probably even my nicest goal. But, uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm boasting about myself a little bit too much there. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I definitely didn't score when they got as much attention, though, I will say that. Was that the year of the, the five-on-three goal, Lodo, when you came out of the penalty box in Coventry and scored in the, the end of the second period? Yeah, it would have been, right? No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, I think, so. yeah, I think it was. That was the first leg of the semi-final. What were the, the scores? Do you, guys, do you guys know the scores of these games? I don't remember. What were the Belfast scores? So... <laughs> we won. <laughs> 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 I think you're asking the wrong crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, JD. Come on, JD. You got to contribute. Here, man. Still wonder what I just picked you up about a goal in Coventry. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the quarterfinal, a 4 3 first leg win. And that was followed by a 4 2 win at home. And then the semi final was a 4 1 win in the first leg in Coventry. And then that was followed by a 5-3 win at home to go to set us up for the final. So, yeah, the first leg in Coventry was straight out of the box on the buzzer for Andrew Lord, the buzzer beater. And the second leg was Chris Culligan ending up on ESPN Player of the Week for about <laughs> 10 days 
after that. And we had one question for Tattenham. We, we, we had questions <laughs> for all, all you guys. We couldn't think what to ask Tatton. Then we realized he scored in the first leg of the semi-final. So this, this little bit for Tatman. Bless him. Um, but they do get, you do get to the final, of course. And uh, Todd, this was the first year that they scrapped the two-legged final and used it as a, uh, just a one-off showpiece. Um, much better for the league in hindsight that it's changed to that format? Yeah, way better. It was something I'd been, I'd been pushing for that for years because I think the Challenge Cup had sort of become this thing where nobody really cared about it uh, except the team that won it, really. The fans didn't really. It was always played on two Wednesdays. You almost forgot about the, the final, the, the two-legged final. Um, I really wanted the one-legged final. It, it, that year, though, like... When we got to that, because we played, we played the night before the. Fr- yeah, I think we played the night before at home, didn't we? But Dundee came in. Was it Dundee that came in in their? Yeah, it was a twelve-nil win. Goal- yeah, the goalie was sick or something like that. So we had kind of an easy run of it. But then that night, um, Dees, our equipment manager, he he said he'd stay at the rink, and then we, me and him, were going to drive up because I think the team drove up after the game. Isn't that what you guys did? You drove up to Sheffield after the game. I just remember you didn't think we were going to make it to the final, so you scheduled a game the night before. <laughs> uh, I got I got to the rink at about four a.m. to to pick up to pick up Deese, and he'd been up all night drinking coffee, getting ready for the uh, for the trip, and we uh, we drove up together, and then um, we left we left the porta porta uh, cabin with about twenty thousand worth of equipment unlocked wide open um, next to the rink for. 48 hours nobody took anything um always responsible that guy but uh yeah we drove up early we got the th- the room set up the whole the whole thing was i mean i mean it, it was just such a such a cool experience but it, but yeah so leading up to that um the guys traveled up the night before being in sheffield i think we had the fans we had something like i want to say we had 15 busloads of people go up maybe more it was absolutely insane insane um but yeah the, the one-off final was was awesome. Great for the league. Still, still is great for the league. So what we're going to do now, guys, is I'm going to share my screen, and hopefully you'll all see the highlight video. The first thing I thought that uh, Sully did such a good job on the anthem that really uh, fired everybody up. Um, so a big shout-out to him for doing that. Yeah, Lord, a bit that stands out for, for me at the start of this game, I remember Sully doing a, a great job on the anthem and that really got all the fans going. And there's an iconic moment that comes in a minute of you stood on the, uh, on the blue line, just taking that extra second uh, after the anthem. I mean, is that something that you usually did or is that sort of just trying to get in the moment for this uh, big final your first as a coach? Uh, I always, always like to uh, stay a little long on the, on the anthem. Uh, a few people would always, um, you know, give our players a hard time or other people a hard time, other players on other teams hard times about leaving the blue line too early. So that inspired me to just really hold. And then I think that kind of over the years ended up being a bit more of a, a mental thing for me and really just, you know, just kind of, appreciating uh getting to getting to be in that moment and um yeah i usually like to take an extra five seconds there to myself and just really soak it all in and then like you said 
on a game like this with this magnitude, with the fan base that we had there, um, it was extra special. So yeah, I, d I definitely remember those, uh, that little, that little bit there. And it was, um, you know, it was the beginning of a, a very memorable night. And, and how are you feeling? Nerves or excitement? Is it adrenaline? Is it, what is it? I was pretty uh, anxious, I think, leading up like the day of the game. And you're just wondering, you know, how well we've prepared and are we prepared? And, you know, are we going to show up, uh, you know, rise up to the, in the big moment. And then uh, I think when we pulled into the rink and, and saw our crowd and, and, you know, we were pretty loose before those games. Um, I think at this point now it was just go time and just pure kind of excitement. And I also, now that I'm talking about, it, I remember warm up coming out and it, it felt like a, felt like a, just a whole other level of a game because there were so many people already in warm up and it was uh just such an atmosphere even that far before the game yeah I think you know under the circumstances even getting to the final like for the fans was just you know they were so happy to be there there wasn't the expectation like maybe there is now um just the other thing I wanted to, to cover the night before we played against Dundee and we end up with a 12 nothing win 12-0 win how is that for you in terms of preparation uh, you know, is it is it great that we've got through unscathed and it was, you know, an easy win and full of confidence or was it maybe yeah. a bit too easy that uh, it could have had a, a negative impact? It was tough, to be honest. I remember us talking about it, I think, afterwards, but, it, you know, especially us going to the big ice, um, that was already such a transition anyway that year. Um, you know, when the pace, I, I believe uh, that game, that pa the pace of play was much different than, you know, what we faced here against Sheffield. Yeah, in the big ice, um, it was sort of a double whammy. And yeah, I mean, was concerned going in about that, but uh, our boy, you know, it was, it's funny. It just shows how one night does not have anything to do with the next night. And and our guys were total pros. They just, they left it all behind. And uh, I mean, man, I, I thought we played so well in this game start to finish. And I think that makes the win and the trophy even that much more memorable. Just, just how great uh, the boys, uh, boys played. Bouncy, did you feel like it was a really big game for you? Obviously, uh, uh, the opportunity to win something and, and maybe prove, as you said, to Todd and, and all the people in Cardiff that you were the net minded to take the club forward? Um, no, not really. I mean, it was just, it was a new experience for me, but I think it had been a case that sounds sad, but I thought about it that much. It, it just, it seemed normal. And about three days before, I think I just signed my, my new contract to come back. So I weren't worried about, uh, obviously not coming back if, if I did uh, crap in this game. So that was one little bit of pressure off my shoulders. Um, but no, I, I don't think I'd so any different. It was just a case of really wanting to win. It's the first time I had all my family there watching me, actually, which were, were quite nice. This is, sneaky, uh, this is the sneaky Chris Culligan player, low, isn't it, where he hinges their finish player. <laughs> yeah. Cully, do you remember this? You and Tatman yeah. double team in the uh, the new Sheffield guy, Petruza? No. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. You subtly fall on his knee joint. Been on both sides of that. <laughs> Get the puck out, Cully. Yeah. <laughs> second effort, huh? Second effort. Uh, showing our defensive scheme here. <laughs> <laughs> Cully's finest moment is to come yet yeah, in this uh, 
in this final, and it's not his goal either. The <laughs> <laughs> no way he doesn't remember it. He just took a bit in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I crushed it the guy into Cully. It fell on that guy. Then. I can't see Doug's head in the way. I think this is this is Wally putting oh. a few moves. Oh, slippery! <laughs> that reminds you of the net. Weird. Spin a Rooney, Wally. I should have gone with the. Got a good shot. Out what there, I was too, thinking. Got a good shot on that one, Wally. No big deal, though, bud. <laughs> that is one thing I'd say though is uh, I didn't realize how much I loved playing with Mizey until he was gone for those few games I played the next year because having a guy go into the net like that guy was incredible and then this is the Cully one right up the middle it's a big contribution but probably oh. not the way you expected it gets it back Huddy <laughs> bails you out and then I think uh, is it Legree yeah, takes the penalty yeah and that turns out to be a big moment because that sets us up for the PP to start the uh, the second period. <laughs> Dad, that was a good oh. outside head use there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that first entry goes wrong because two of you skate into each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty sure that wasn't on the board in the uh, in the interval. I can remember standing in my net here watching this thing. My God, we are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then we scored about twenty seconds later. This is when we bring PP two. PP two, come on. Maybe Marty can tell, tell us you. about it. Keep the puck away from Wardle the whole time. That's what they try to do. Marty <laughs> had no choice there but to pass. <laughs> what a play! He's screaming at me. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Good vision, Marty. 7 <laughs> Eleven, always open. <laughs> oh, yes. So, yeah, we start, the, we start the period with a, a power play. Um, mm. Tatterman's unit goes out there and has a, and has a shift, and we get, get a bit of uh, offensive zone time. Sheffield clear the zone, and there's a line change, and your PP unit comes on, Lordo. And then uh, there's a set breakout coming up here. Marty swinging. And uh, over to you here. <laughs> yeah, Lord, I was wondering, is, is this a set play here? Have you pre-scouted this? You know me, I love getting in your head as a coach. There's no real box there from Sheffield. I think it's Phil Hill, who was a great servant for, for the Devils. He drops a little deep towards the net, and, and you get a lot of space in a, a kind of a soft spot there. Is, is that something that, that uh, so, you recognize? Yeah, so the, the breakout was definitely a set play. You, you could see there, Huddy would always hit Mo through the middle, and then Mo would go with speed with Marty over the blue. And so, I mean, once you get that clean entry, I think that's the, the huge part of this play. And then, you know, Joey Martin on, a, on the half wall there and a strong side with, with Mo being a great option to the goal line. And Obviously, Kelly uh, being a backside option, you got the big shot up top from, from Huddy. Uh, there's a lot of threats. And, you know, as a few of the boys would say, I was always just a good, you know, net front decoy on this PP. 
Um, I do do like to think that I, you know, would read the other team pretty well. And obviously, you know, being the coach, I watched a lot of video. So just finding that spot um, and then Marty making a nice pass. And I, I do think uh, I was fortunate to have that much time and space. And uh, it, was, it was fun to get the first one, I'll tell you that much. Uh, and I do remember looking over, I think, the fans here in a second. And it was uh, pretty cool overall, pretty cool goal. And, uh, again, just another – Another nice little kind of fun part in there for myself personally on a, you know, a, a, just a great uh, event for our whole club. Uh, just one more from me on the, 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 the nuts and bolts. I'll say I am the boring person, so I'll probably cut this out. But <laughs> you, you go short side on that shot on Eunice where maybe as a layman, I thought you might have opened up your body and, and, and gone glove side. Again, was that spotting something on him or was that a, a, a favorite of yours to go short side or block a side? Uh, I usually shoot high or used to shoot high, to be honest, but, uh, just, just the way I caught it. I think the momentum, the, the way my body was going, uh, and then also the, where I felt I could get the puck past, uh, I think that I forget who that D-man is. Is it Josh Eunice, I think? Um, no, the D-man. But no, the D-man, but, um, yeah, so it was, uh, it was a, just a combination of those things. And I mean, I'll be honest, these, these, uh, you know, this is probably half a second the time the puck's on my stick to off it. So you're making just a quick read and, and you're letting it fly. And, uh, you know, good things happen when you shoot the puck from the scoring area. So very, very fortunate. And, uh, again, a fun goal for myself personally. I'm pretty composed considering the magnitude of it, you know, taking that extra <laughs> second to, uh, you know, to use that space to, to get the shot away. Someone, somewhat unlike me for my normal celebration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. That's funny. There's also yeah, a very reserved was... celebration, Lord. You know, you like a big goal, but that was quite a, that was quite a subtle just stick raise. Any memories quite spring good. out or anything you recollect? Batchy gets us going with a big rim, I think. Yeah, the old, yeah. Uh, the rim. Me and Hendo worked on that one in practice. <laughs> hey, somebody scored. That was Cully's tip, right? Cully's yeah. tip, yeah. So Batchy rims around. Hendo, you take a one timer off the rim. Not many people can do that. <laughs> My eyes were closed. <laughs> That's why he's a skills coach. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chef tried claiming this one as well. Like he still <laughs> he did. <laughs> Chiseled it. Did you guys know, you know, could you feel the, the, the fan presence there? I know you probably shut most of his out during the game, but it was kind of a special atmosphere that day. Did, did you guys feel it? Yeah, definitely. We, oh, good. I'm, I'm glad that's what happened. We practiced it. Yeah, we did practice. God, we did, didn't we? <laughs> we practiced it. <laughs> We got the we got the loudspeakers on and played crowd noises in practice. Was that that game or was that a different time? Thought that was for playoffs. Playoffs. I think we all knew the fans were a little different that game when we saw the picture of Franny's dad with the boobs on his head. Like <laughs> <laughs> and then the owners with the lights on their head. That was all. So we saw those pictures before the game even happened. We went, when we went out for warm-up and the crowd was almost packed. That's when I think we figured out it was something a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Like half the arena Cardiff fans, that was pretty cool. I don't think – I wasn't really expecting that. So I thought that was really awesome. 
There was already like 10 buses outside when we pulled up, wasn't there? Or am I, I'm almost positive it was packed. Yeah. Yeah, there was lots got of there. It was nice having them like directly across us too. Like if they were behind us, it would have been a whole, whole different, different atmosphere, I think. Definitely. on the Sheffield power play goal now. Gaz is convinced this guy's in the crease. Do uh, you remember it? I agree. Yeah. yeah. It should have been Cheat a shot. It, <laughs> no, I agree. Look at it. Might as well pitch a 10. That's downhill as usual. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he had a clear sight of it. He was only directly in line. <laughs> Funny how I do love John's celebration on it, though. Yeah. So, Lordo, you get you take the last <clears throat> face-off. Uh, put the responsibility on your in your head. Are you going to call this one a face-off win? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I even remember what I was doing at that point. I just wanted to make sure it didn't win it straight back or shoot it shoot it on net deliberately. Uh, I think we had about two or three seconds left. Yeah. So it's kind of in that middle mode where he could draw back, but. Uh, you know, go for a tie and, and put the knee down just in case he shoots it through. But luckily, Marshy cleaned up the mess there. And yeah, that's it. See, I looked at that the other day and I was surprised. And maybe Franny's just saying that there was more time than I thought. I thought Sheffield might have gone with a right shot and, and gone straight yeah. from the face off, which is why, I, Lord, oh, I wonder whether it was premeditated you going down to your, your knees. But, you know, they put the left shot out there and that, that meant they had to to drag it back so yeah it was a strange option i thought yeah i mean we'll take it i definitely um thought you they could have maybe gone with a righty sometimes the lefty there when he's trying to draw back just because you know maybe it's a half win uh the puck can sometimes score it to the middle so was a little concerned about that as well but you know we had we had four bodies to the to the middle and you know bounds he's a big boy there he's ready to go so it was um it was good to get it done though yeah, and I think her dad did a job on, I think it's Wah that's on the floor there. He steps across him and makes sure he's getting nothing. Oh, and then this is the instant we so hot. So, yeah, right, we right now, this is where you just caught uh, Wah with the stick. Just as we win and nearly have a ball at the end of the game. <laughs> Shouldn't have been sitting there. So, yeah, you can see the stick coming into the midriff about here. Yeah. <laughs> was that on purpose huh and then a very angry <laughs> Matthew R coming in <laughs> and then I think Hendo kindly moves him out the way here yeah there is a moment here oh there he is <laughs> <laughs> the George brothers in there yet <laughs> they've already got the cup <laughs> Where did Mitch come from? He's got his gear on. Who <laughs> do you think he's wearing pants there, Marty? I think he got Jones's leg pads on. But this was pretty cool here. I remember this very, very well. Uh, yeah. I mean, just what a group, such a great group of players and people and staff and I mean the fans obviously we've seen it over and over again um this footage uh it was it was incredible just total jubilation and uh you know 
just a, a real moment that I guess we'll, you know, I know we'll always look back on. We, we already have been for many years and yeah, it, uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool indeed. It is like asking you to pick your favorite child, but uh, where does this rank in the, in the trophies for, for you? <laughs> um, it, one of, if not the most memorable, I think there was just so much that went into it. Um, you know, Franny, you know better than all of us, the struggles, um, you know, financially and stuff and, and how you guys kept the team going all those years and performed so admirably. And then we, you know, we caught a break with our owners and, uh, just to, to give us that little extra boost to get over the, the line and um, just so many great people and, and a, an amazing night, an amazing year as well. Uh, I will also say I think a couple of those league titles are right in there. I mean, one thing about the league title is it just takes so much time and energy and so many things have to go right where obviously the Challenge Cup is a little shorter format. Um, I'd also argue, you know, those playoff wins just because um, no matter what you do during the year, the playoff wins are pretty cool as well. But that, that sea of Red Army um, fans just made it that extra bit special that, you know, that whole side of the arena was, uh, was just covered in, in Devils fans. And it was, it was amazing. And um, yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Um, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's, it's, there's so many, so many storylines and, you know, it is, it's really cool to relive it here, to be honest. You know, you're, you're busy in your day-to-day, -day and, and to take a break here and look at it for a bit is really, uh, really cool and brings back a ton of memories. Um, it, this season, pure love of the game is maybe the best way to sum it up that I can think of from, you know, uh, you know, guys not making that much money, just, just doing things the right way, and um, everyone just – purely there to play for each other and to win and, and to just be excited about hockey. And you can see that in our fan base. I mean, some of these people, I remember after the, after this was all done and seeing them the next couple months, I mean, it was, it was a, a, a literally a, a life lifetime of uh, emotion built up into that night. And uh, yeah, really cool. Uh, and one of my favorite shots we're going to go to in a minute. Do you remember, Carl, you broke your thumb, didn't you? And you'd been playing for a few weeks with a broken thumb. And then uh, and you had that little cast on that looked like a fake thumb. <laughs> Warrior. We'll see that in a minute. I think I, I just saw it. Yeah, we just saw it. So did the guys that, like, didn't play, did they, like, get dressed in their equipment and come out then? Mitch did. Yeah, yeah, Mitch and Jesse. Just Mitch, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, just Mitch. Tiggs was all dressed up there in his gear. Yeah. This was like this was pretty cool. Yeah, this was awesome. Lord, like, do you remember what I said to you before they gave me the cup? Is he there yet? Or no. Yeah, I think he's here. Just to give you an idea of how we didn't really understand the, the or at least I don't think the North American guys understood this like the magnitude of the challenge cup like that whole time we were making the run for the challenge cup we were still in our hunt for like the league and we still had like league games the next few days and i remember before the game of the cup i asked lordo like do we just take this to the dressing room and like act like we just won the conference championship and like <laughs> do, we just, do we just go straight to the room and worry about the next one he's like no have some fun with this one. 
All right. That's true. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsies. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> That's Carl's fake thumb on the screen right now. Is that your nail? Oh my God. Fake nail. You don't have nail clippers in food or our either. <laughs> They didn't have hairdressers either until you saw Ken. <laughs> Great shot there. Your namesake's even laughing at you, Carl. <laughs> so does everyone say this one is so special because the expectation was lower? Obviously, winning the league and stuff since the, the I guess the pressure was on, the Devils were were back, but, but was this special because the expectation was a little lower and the way the team came together? This, yeah. this, this one mattered most, I think, because there's so many factors, right? Like new ownership, all the guys that had returned, like for me it was justification that, that guys took a chance with us and like stuck it out. Guys like Richie and Moe and Marshy and Higsey and Batchy the guys that had played on the year before and, and, and stuck it out and took a chance with us for us, like putting the team together, um, you know, it justified me coming across the owners buying into the team. Like it was the culmination of everything. I think that the reason why we love that season so much also is because you think of, I mean, it was honestly, it was a shit show the whole year. Like you guys were taking ice baths and garbage cans, the shower, guys <laughs> all the floor in the shower. You mean you guys don't do that anymore? <laughs> no, it was uh i mean everything about it just i i've never had a i've probably never been a part of a team that was more of a team than that just because everyone kind of bought into it and you know i always think of how different things were after those that, that year like we you know we got we got more professional for sure we didn't have guys you know married guys sharing houses with married guys um <laughs> We started making more money where we could actually afford to pay guys more money. I don't think anyone was on really good money back then. Um, and you guys just all bought into it. And it was, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm nostalgic about it because, because of the year we won something, but it, it justified everything. All the guys, um, you know, it, 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 it just, if you don't win something as a championship, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't have the same connection as we do now. And who on the team was, the, was this their first pro trophy? And I was a couple of years. Me. Another reason I feel like another reason I feel like it was really special was that the fans were so so excited and were not expecting anything. Like they've been they've had quite a few years with nothing and then boom out of nowhere. Like we go from a season we had the year before, we didn't even make the playoffs, and then we come back and win a trophy. That made them like just ecstatic and then even like two years later you know the the expectation was like well are we going to win anything this year or not like you know they it wasn't the same anymore like the first one was like yeah. wow like they were jacked and i think you saw like how much it meant to them too i think that was like pretty eye-opening like wow like this means a lot and mm. i thought that was pretty cool to see you know like it was like challenge cup for us for the new guys like we didn't you know, we knew it was a tournament mid-season. It sounded kind of silly at the time, you know. And then we went in, you see how meaningful it is. You're just like, wow, I guess this is a big deal. So we'll kind of celebrate like that. Yep. <laughs> and we did. And we guys, did. I'm, I'm this sad that when we were traveling up on the bus to supporters, I turned to Gaz and said, because uh, we were in the league hunt at the time, I said to Gaz, I'd rather lose the cup final and win the game on the Wednesday. 
we didn't win the game on the Wednesday. <laughs> T- tell us about the celebrations after the Challenge Cup. Tell us, tell us what happened. Who remembers? <laughs> I think everybody, everybody saw it. It was right there on the ice for like two, three hours. But the potted plants in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, Todd, we've been told there was a hotel bill that Wally caused you. What, what was the hotel bill? I was not the problem. <laughs> so I was a little bit of the problem, but there was a lot of problems. <laughs> Wally still owes me 500 pounds for destroying whatever he did in that room. But <laughs> we had, it wasn't we had, my room. It was Mitch's. I, I, I'm, I'm in the dad's room. I'm with the dad. That was Mitch's room that had the problem. So I had three phone calls. Three, first of all, I'll tell you what I thought was pretty funny. So Lordo, Lordo went to bed at about midnight. And if you remember, he, he, he said to us at midnight, he said to me and the owners, he's like, hey, remember, I think, I think it was Wednesday we played Sheffield again. It wasn't Tuesday. Yeah. It was Wednesday. Yeah. And remember, we got, we're going for the league still. We got a game on Wednesday up here again. So, like, let's try to dial it down by maybe, like, 12, 30, 1 o'clock. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And uh, – <laughs> Eastern time. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm a big believer in cel- like you, you, when you win, you got to win and you got to celebrate. And we, we really celebrated that night. I think we, I mean, I don't know, maybe four or five in the morning we, we, we went home. But um, I remember the next day I was driving back and I got a, the first phone call at about 930 in the morning from the hotel. And then I got the next one at about 10. First one was to tell me that uh, Mr. Walton – um, well, the first one actually was Mr. Piggott said some unruly things to the night porter <laughs> that I can't repeat on here. What? Then I got a call about Mr. Walton. Then I got a call about um, uh, one of our uh, support staff that had destroyed the female washroom with uh, throwing up so much. Then I got then I got an email from the league chairman because. Uh, if, do you guys remember when on, going onto the ice that night? They wouldn't let our, our wives and girlfriends on the ice, and there was a little security guard there, and I picked him up and held him off to the side, and then all the wives and girlfriends and, and owners and stuff went on the ice, and then they called the police and pulled me off the ice, so I got a lifetime ban from Sheffield Arena. That they lifted, um, I remember that. Um, <laughs> and I got an email from, the, from Sheffield, and it, they, didn't, they copied me in, and it said, the hotel said, this is a horrible group of men. <laughs> That's the title of the podcast right there. <laughs> they, are never, they are never, ever staying at our hotel again. I just remember, they are a horrible group of men. They kept the hotel, they kept the lobby bar open for us. Yeah, like how much money did they make that night? <laughs> yeah. That's right. And they're Richie with a ring league. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. drinking bottles of wine, binging on wine. <laughs> then we got back. To, remember, we got back to the big blue tent. Me and Lorda were trying to think of how we could get you guys to kind of like do something to work it out. We thought, "Oh, go run, go run the stairs for five minutes. That should <laughs> that should balance it out." Lordo's still mad about that. Hey, Lordo, you lucky. Still, still makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, we like, we, we played so good in that Challenge Cup game, though. One of the best games ever. Unreal. You just always know when you have fun, so don't worry about Think it. Think about if you would have made us go to bed that night and then we would have lost on the Wednesday anyways. Like, what fun is that? We're going to be talking about that now, wouldn't we? You got, you got to floor it when you win. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs>
Oh, you're waiting for a while? <laughs> so can you tell us what the bill was for? Or is that, you know, sensitive? Um, I, I just, uh, I didn't handle my alcohol very well. So I, uh, I uh, could not find my uh, room. Um, they had they, they had misplaced my bedroom where I was supposed to stay with Joey's dad. Uh, so once they lost my bedroom, I had to go find somewhere else to stay. And I just started knocking on doors. And uh, great guy Jesse Mitch and opened his door. And it was a bad idea. Uh, big, I, big I, 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 I uh, ended up throwing up in his bedroom, in his bed. Um, uh, walls on the floor. Kind of just, yeah, it was, it was a tough go. It was like, I, it was my first time drinking in high school again, but uh, you, you don't win every day. So uh, it's tough. But I remember the next day when I saw God in the parking lot and uh, I had a bit of anxiety and he looked at me and goes, Wally, don't worry about it, man. We won. <laughs> These, this picture that I got up here, if you looked at, so we had Sheffield to provide a, sh a corporate suite for all the owners. And um, I'd lined up a couple sponsors to meet the owners because it was the first time they would have met them. And uh, they walked in with those Budweiser helmets with the goal lights on their, in, on their <laughs> <laughs> And I just closed the door on them and, uh, and they turned around and went back down with the fans. They didn't belong in the box anyways, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, they, they still they still talk about that being their favorite championship as well. So I think I think Marty's right though about the um, about what it meant to the fans though because if you think of that year when we started, I mean I I, I can't remember everyone that was at the the event that we did to introduce the team. I know Bouncy was there, Mizey, Richie, probably Batch, probably Jonesy. Um, uh, Pigsy was there, yeah, and, and um, the fans were like, as we were walking in, they were literally like in tears saying like, I don't even care if you win a game. Uh, I'm just so happy that we have our club back and I'm just so happy that there's going to be hockey again. And then so, so for them to celebrate that same year with a, with a Challenge Cup, I mean, I can't imagine what it meant to people. Okay, Franny, John, do you have any uh, final questions before we wrap this one up? I just remember on the when I was on the bench, and uh, I think it was about nine minutes to go with Sheffield get that goal back to make it 2-1. Um, and in my head, I'm like, oh, no, here we go again. Because we'd lost so many finals on the, the previous years. We'd overachieved to get to playoff finals or whatever it was and always just missed out with a bit of hard luck. And, you know, I was just trying to get those thoughts out of my head. But uh, thankfully, thankfully, we got over the line, and it was definitely you know, the perfect way to, to launch the new era. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. And it was a fantastic team. Obviously, again, me being the saddo, I'm still thinking back to that last game of the season, 1-0 ahead when Carl Hudson scored and Jeff Leguiz scores a goal that cost us the league championship. But aside from that, <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it was a fantastic season. And that was a fantastic John, this is, John, this is the Challenge Cup edition, okay? So just park your league comments, okay? Absolutely. No, it was... Um, I probably as Todd was just saying as a fan, it was I, I guess why we've got to thank all of you, um, including Todd and, and, and Lordo and Franny, you as well, for, for Gaz and myself. Um, you know, the season before had been tough and 
I'd been involved to a certain degree and it had been a really, really horrible experience and we hadn't made the playoffs and, you know, Tyson lived through that and, and Lordo lived through that. So for you guys to come back and, and really make the club special and viable and, and a winning franchise again, um, this particular team, I, I don't think we can thank you enough for that. So we, uh, as fans, we really, really appreciated it. I think I would say what the last thing I would say about this, this team, like it was um, just a, just, I mean, I think this team will always be connected for, for, to me for sure, but I mean, to each other, just because of what they achieved together. And you think of, uh, I mean, we could go on, uh, we could go on about every single week of the season and, and, and think that we, you know, I, I don't think I've ever had a team that spent so much time together and got along so well and, drank with the fans after in the big blue tent like that that year in the big blue tent I know it was the second year we, we finished in the in the new rink but that first year in the big blue tent from start to finish was such a memorable experience and, and I, I just seeing just seeing all these guys it sounds cheesy but seeing this screen full of guys like honestly guys like just a, just a solid solid group of individuals so you guys are fantastic to work with and um, I just thinking back it's just such it's, it's one of my favorite memories in hockey this group of guys uh. Second that. Yeah, that was yeah. a that was a good time. That was, that was a bit of cheese balling, but I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, thank you very much for your time uh, this evening and uh, for taking us back through what has been uh, such a fantastic memory for so many Devils fans and for you guys as well. The uh, the new era was uh, built on a foundation of winning that still stands to this day. And uh, that's because of all of you guys. So thank you very much for uh, coming to join us. And uh, maybe we'll sit down individually with a couple of you in uh, future episodes to go through a few more in-depth stories. But uh, thank you very much for being on this episode. Cheers, guys. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Who's actually hanging up now? <laughs> <laughs> so there we have it. The story of the 2014-2015 Cardiff Devils team, Challenge Cup winners, and uh, friends for life, as uh, I'm sure you uh, all heard there. What a group of guys, uh, Franny. And I think the thing that stuck out for me was at the end hearing Tyson Marsh say that that was his first trophy in the game. And an amazing stat, really, when you consider what the, the caliber of player he was. But, uh, you know, that trophy was special, not just for the fans, but a lot of the guys as well. Yeah, and, and that's something, I mean, you won't hear it on the podcast, but you will see it when we eventually put the video out. You know, I asked the question, who, who won the, whose first trophy was that professional trophy? And quite a number of the guys, you know, raised their hands, like say Marshy, that's incredible. A, a leader like that, that's his first ever trophy. Joey Martin, Joey Haddad, you know, Bouncy. You know, lo, there's more, you know, more hadn't won a trophy that, than had because, I mean, that was a team we were recruiting at the time that, we, you know, we were recruiting guys with potential and we weren't yet in that bracket where we could go and get a Bentavoli or an Alma that had won, had won something. Um, so, I mean, Lordo himself, I think that was Lordo's first silverware, you know? Uh, so no wonder that that is such a special victory. And when we speak to the guys, that's the one that they treasure the most. And, you know, it is, it is difficult to choose which is the greatest achievement because they're all fantastic because, you know, you, you go in from so many years without trophies, but there's no doubt that that is the one that set up the new era as an era for success. And, uh, 
I think we'll be forever grateful for those guys for, for pulling that out of the bag. Um, you know, there's two things from, from me. There's a professional level. Um, that was the first, well, I'm the only trophy that I'd ever won um, being a bench coach. Um, you know, and I'm really grateful for that. And on a personal level, um, I had my wife and two daughters there and they came down onto the ice at the end of their game. Um, and they still remember it to this day and they were really small. I mean, it's what, it's, you know, six years ago. Um, and they came on the ice and were lapping up the, you know, the applause and everything like that. And that was just a special personal moment for me to have them there to, to witness, you know, the, the biggest day probably in my hockey, certainly my post-playing career. They were a part of the uh, liberated bunch that Todd Kelman uh, managed to get on the ice, were they? Yeah, yeah. So I suppose I owe a thank you to Todd for fighting that battle against <laughs> the, uh, the Sheffield Arena security where they were determined not to let anyone go on the ice and he pretty much threw the guy out the way. So all the you know wives, girlfriends, there's a few mums and dads there and kids could get on the ice and uh, and experience it together. And, you know, winning, not, not everyone that plays sport gets to experience that. So when you do, it's so important that you you know, you celebrate it properly and you have those moments that you can treasure forever. And that's a big part of it. You know, your family go through a lot to, to give you the opportunity to, uh, you know, to be part of a sporting team, you know, whether you're professional or not, they're still sacrificing their weekend family time uh, for you to do that. So it's important to have all those on the ice there to, to celebrate it with you. It is indeed. And, uh, you know, it was just uh, really good to, to get to sit down with, with the guys and you know it's good to sit down with Loro because you know usually uh, I have to be so serious when I <laughs> get to interview him so uh, it was good that we got to kind of get a bit more of a, a relaxed Loro yeah. uh, reflecting on some of his uh, achievements and uh, you know and he, he summed that up didn't he when he said you know what it's so busy because you're always looking at the next year you know from the moment the season finishes even before that you're always got, got one eye on what's coming next and it, you know, he said that's the first opportunity he's really had to reflect on, you know, where we came from six years ago and what started it all. And, you know, again, how, how great that bunch was in the dressing room. We could not have picked a better bunch of guys to, to kickstart us with. No, and I'm, uh, I hope you all enjoyed uh, following their journey along with them. I'm sure we'll get a couple of them back uh, on for uh, smaller episodes as well. So, uh yeah, and I think we probably need a smaller episode now, Franny, because we've been uh, sort of herding past teams around uh, <laughs> en masse. So uh, maybe we need to uh, scale down for a little bit while we uh, consider who the next big team one uh, will be. But uh, they've been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, if uh, you're looking for positives wherever you can these days, and uh, I think that we've been fortunate we've been able to kind of grab these people while they've got a bit of time on their hands to come back together. So I've been Gareth Hewish on behalf of John Donovan and Mr. Neil Francis. This has been Behind the Bench. Thank you ever so much for listening. And as always, here's some brass bonanza to brighten up your day. <laughs>